Hi everyone, welcome to Conversations with Khofaune. I'm Khofaune Mudise, and today I'm joined by Mulifi Litsiki. Hi, Mulifi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> For a minute I'm caught you. I said good morning, good afternoon. I said hi everyone. Okay, so it's Did hi. I say good morning? No, you said hi. Yeah. So it is a hi. You're excited, aren't you? <laughs> so am I. So am I. Yeah, so no. for those who don't know, you're in the diamond industry. And when I googled you, you know what the first line I read was, Mulifilitiki loves diamonds. <laughs> I promise you, it was the WFDB and I was like, how did they know? Like, yeah, yeah. does it ooze from you? I guess it does, you know, it's, um, I guess it's something that's right within me, you know, I, when I say I love diamonds, I, I genuinely do, you know, um, their beauty, you know, uh, the light or the scintillation they strike, you know, for me, really always hits home. And, and there's, there's just that feel that you get with them that I just love so much. And, and I really do. I really do love them. Yeah. yeah. For an African man, it's just it's not something that you hear often. I mean, we talk about bling and we talk <laughs> about gold. And not really do we talk about diamonds. So <laughs> where did your love for diamonds really come from? Uh, you know... Um, so, 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 so my relationship with diamonds started more as a, a, a hate relationship, you know, uh, my father used to work as a diamond polisher and the irony of hearing about diamonds yet I had never seen or touched one in my life. And, and I remember, um, the journey started with a trip from school going back home, you know, where I would have to wait for my dad and we'll travel back home together. And, and those weights started outside his office. Before you know it, I was in the reception area. And, and, and before you know it, it was in the factory. And, and I remember literally one of the days while they were cutting and polishing, one of the polishers picked up a tongue um, as he was looking through the stone. And, and I was intrigued because mm -hmm. as, the, as the tongue went up, I saw this light that came from the tongue. And, and I, I was keen to see what, what this light is. And, and I was given a loop to look and, and, and literally that day looking into that stone, the scintillation that just came from that stone made me fall in love with diamonds. I, I just, the beauty that I saw, it just struck me, you know, and, and that's the day the love for me really began, you know, and, and at the time, I mean, I didn't even, I just knew that there's just something about this, whether I, what I had just seen. And, and it, it was years later where I, I, I then got the passion to really want to bring out the beauty of every single diamond that I can never get an opportunity to come across or get to work on, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, at the time, it was just that scintillation. But with time, I knew that that scintillation, it's not something that you can just get by cutting and polishing. You need to achieve certain parameters, cut it in a certain way in order to get the best of that. And and for me, that spoke to a lot of different things as well. I think generally in life, you know, how you could look at the piece of carbon and, and mm -hmm. think it's worth nothing. But when it's in the best of hands, how much beauty can come out of it? I think that kind of speaks to your life story in general. Like, <laughs> you, know, you think it's nothing, but you know, with mm -hmm. great care, and attention it becomes something yeah and you know today we're talking about leadership in the diamond industry but it's really mm. hard to kind of jump into that without giving some sort of attribution to your father and the role he played in you becoming the man you are today yeah very true very mm. very true look i mean at the end of the day it it, it, it had to start somewhere um you know and i i you know i always say to people i'm a second generation because it's not like I discovered diamond somewhere. It's something that I heard about in the kitchen or in the living room and I didn't like hearing about it. But over time, guess what? Guess who's talking about <laughs> it <laughs> now? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, how, how did your father kind of, was it just you seeing him work mm. with diamonds that caused the curiosity? Mm. Or was it a situation where he kind of molded or carved your mindset to kind of open your um, open yourself up to the world of diamonds because you could have chosen anything else like DJing for yeah. example yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or IT or IT <laughs> look I think more than anything it came more from just seeing him do it you know mm. and uh, I think for me the curiosity really grew from wanting to know where it goes 
because I what what sort of captured me was the fact that there are people that are cutting and polishing diamonds every day, but having grown up um, from the Val or in the township, I had never seen much diamonds anywhere. You know, so so for me the the intriguing thing was where do they eventually go to? You know, and and I think at the time when I started sort of getting into um, the industry, um, you know, trying to learn more about it. All, all at a time, I mean, the whole South African Diamond Center was all in one building, you know, or two buildings next to each other. People were buying diamonds from this floor, cutting them <laughs> in on this office next door and selling them to the office next door. And for me, it was the guy who's buying it, where is he taking it to, you know? And I think um, that's where the interest came for me because I wanted to, to see where it eventually ends up. And, and you know, that's it, it, funny with the statement that you said where it says Mulefilitziki loves diamonds, yeah. you know. Um, and, and I can look at back to those days. It, 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 for me, it, in order to know where it ends up mm. or to eventually fall in love with it, you know, it had to take me getting to understand what comes with it, Ooh. you know, um, because... Like I'm saying, there's a certain feel that comes with it, you know, and 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 that's not something that you would learn on the bench or that you would experience by looking at a rough diamond. Sometimes I, I think it's only over time that uh, you get those goosebumps when you look at certain rough diamonds, because there's rough diamonds that are beautiful, mm. just in its own rough form, and you look at it and and you just get you know that that good feel feeling <laughs> that you know? good feeling yeah man you know and, and and i mean there's diamonds that you will look at and they will just fill your eyes with you know with tears you know just how beautiful they are you know and and as you get to cut and polish them and and seeing the beauty come out of them right. you know it, it it means even more um and and then getting to wear it and and being it something that for a long time it was not something that we thought men could wear, you know, I, I, I don't know where this notion came from that men shouldn't wear diamonds, but, you know, because, you know, I mean... They, I mean, it doesn't have to be a lady's best friend. It can also be a man's best friend, right? It can also friend, be right? a man's best friend, <laughs> I love you know, yeah, that. man, you can wear it and it can make you feel good because, there's, you know, life, it's all about just getting that good feeling sometimes, you know, that makes you feel like someone or mm. or like be someone, you know, and... And so for me, that's how I feel, you know, I feel like they give you just, they ooze you with that. And, and, and I, I just love that about it, you know. I bet when people see you and they yeah. see your treats, ne? they think, oh my God, I want to be like ML. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they call you. But when you kind of reflect on how yeah. far you've come in your journey, what are yeah. some of the hurdles that you've undergone uh, leading up to the person you are now? Uh, do we have 20 hours? Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, a, it's, it, it's been a long journey, um, you know, to get to where we are today. But I think more than anything, it's, I, I feel like we're right at the right time of the beginning of a new journey, mm. you know. Um, I mean, I've been in the business for, for the past 17 years now. Um, I'm quite excited. The business is turning 18 next year. And there's prospects for big things happening with the business. And for me, that on its own, you know, shows the fact that if you really put your time, your energy and all your resources into what you believe in, eventually you get to achieve the ultimate goal. You know, coming into the industry back in those days, um, our industry has always been very Jewish dominated. Um, and, 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 and it's one of those industries that are not easy to penetrate. Um, you know, when you think about it, you essentially there's no university that you can walk into and and you learn about cutting and polishing diamonds you know it's it's mostly colleges and and in most cases you find that with colleges that you go to even after studying um there's still so much to learn uh, you know the i think the real learning happens in the factory or in the workspace itself um, and, and for having been in South Africa, you know, uh, or have been born here or live here, that there's been many challenges, you know, um, where um, at some point, uh, for example, black people were not allowed to work in our industry, you know, as cutters and polishers or anything like that. It's something that came over time. 
Um, so imagine having a business. If you're not even allowed to work, you can't even have a business in that yeah. same space, you know. So having been part of, I, I would say, probably the second generation, uh, you know, that really got to get the opportunity to have businesses um, in this industry. Um, but I think that, that one of the other challenges has been other uh, sectors getting to understand our business. You know, uh, one, the diamond industry is very capital intensive. Mm. And, and unfortunately, as I speak to you today, there's no bank in South Africa that finances uh, the industry, or should I say in Africa or even in the world, I know how a lot of banks have pulled out of the industry over the years, you know. Um, that, that, that's been one of the biggest challenges, you know, how do I really get to penetrate the international market if I don't have the product at hand, Right. you know, so, 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 so that's been one of the biggest challenges. And, and I think one of the things that we've seen over the years is the skill dying, you know, um, without it being developed further or shared down, you know. Um, which for me, it's one thing I'm passionate about and a narrative that I would like to see change, you know, where we get to see more and more people being given this skill, you mm. know, the, uh, I'm glad that technology has come into play, you know, which is helping a lot in terms of making sure that we achieve uh, better results at the end of the day. Uh, but, you know, for me, skills, that's one of the biggest things, because one thing I love about diamonds, besides just their beauty and everything, as the difference uh, they get to make in, in, in the lives and individuals and communities uh, where they are produced, um, the lives of those that get to work with them, you know, in mm -hmm. terms of cutting and polishing them and so forth, and those that even beneficiate them further by making jewelry out of them and so forth, you know. So, so they're not just beautiful stones, but they're beautiful stones that have built schools, they're beautiful stones that have built hospitals, that have built roads, that have, that have built communities, you know. I, I mean, all my life, I've lived on diamonds more than anything at the end of the day. And, and that just goes to show um, the difference they can make in, in an individual's life, you know. And, and I can tell you stories. I mean, you know, I, I remember there's an old man that used to work for me, uh, passed away, um, I think, last year due to COVID or something like that. Uh, but... You know, this man would, would come and and would say, would come actually with the results of his kids from varsity and because that sense of pride that my work here gives me the opportunity to, to take my kids through varsity mm. and through school and all of that. And, and you know, he worked for me for many years and, and, and you know, even when by the time we parted ways uh, because of age and all of that, um, we we still, our relationship was just too special, you yeah. know. We were born same month, so maybe that's <laughs> why we connected <laughs> like we did, you know. But, but for me, what would really touch me or hit me is, is this, you know, those testimonies or those stories that you get even from the people that work Oh, with you in your yeah. factory you know somebody saying ah oh, look i've extended my house or i just bought a house or i paid for this or i bought a car you, you know things like that we take them for granted um sometimes maybe we think it's small things but they're not you know uh and at the end of the day if it wasn't for that diamond that we get to cut and polish those opportunities would not not been there mm. i really yeah. appreciate how you talked about yeah. beneficiation um which leads to you know your <laughs> your involvement with the beers and yeah how that's kind of helped harness uh, yeah. and mold your career and yeah. your position within yeah. the diamond industry. Yeah. Mm. Look, it's a, a, it, I think it's a, it's a, shoot, man. You know, when it comes to talking about um, giants like the beers, it's, it's really, that's um, a lot, you know. And, and I'm saying it's a lot because, you know, one, you get introduced to people through corporate, you know, um, or to individuals who, who come and really work with you, you know, it, with an aim of trying to bring out the best out of you. For me personally, that, that's, that's how I personally feel about my journey with DBS, you know, uh, where I was given an opportunity to can 
show what I can possibly do or become in life, you know. Um, and I remember when the journey started, I mean, it wasn't easy. It was very tough because, you know, when, when you are used to doing things in a certain way and the minute you are told, somebody sits you down and say, no, you, you can't do it like this. This is how it needs to be done, you know. <sighs> And you want to argue and say, ah, oh, no, but I've been doing it like this most, and it's been working, okay, you know. You know? Yeah. But, but then you realize once you start getting to understand the bigger picture that, you know what, we are here to work with you with an aim of assisting you to make sure that you can build a business that will exist outside you. Oof. A business that whether you are hit by a bus tomorrow or not, God forbid, <laughs> you know, the business can still continue. But more than anything, you know, a business where the, the whole business is not dependent on you. You know, I think one of the biggest mistakes that sometimes as entrepreneurs, we think that by being involved in everything your business does, oh, yeah. that's when the business is doing well. And, and the truth of the matter, it's not if that's the case, you know. Um, because a successful business is a business where the systems and processes in place, where policies have been set in place, where, where you know, everybody that comes into that space to come get an opportunity to work in that space can be able to go to a book that will guide them and not Tumulifi, who today will tell you it's done like this because that's how he feels that day. Mm. And tomorrow it gives you a different perspective altogether, you know. And I think uh, before... Even anything else, our journey with DBS began more like that, you know, where they, they, they really helped. I mean, working with Race Corp at the time, you know, to really make sure that they bring out the best of me in the marketing space, me in the sales space, me in the strategy of the business space, and me in an individual space. So, um, I don't forget this session. So I, so I had a personal guide at the time. And, and in one of our sessions, we were having a conversation and, and really trying to tap into the thinking, you know, of how I think today. And, you know, funny enough, in, in that session, we picked up that what happened to me in Standard 5 in 1995 still affected how I oh make my decisions, gosh. you know. And, and for me, that was like a, a mind-blowing thing because then, I, I think it was after then when I started to really open up as well, you know, uh, and really become comfortable because I realized how some of the decisions that I make in my business today are actually affected by things that happened 10, 20 years ago or something mm. like that. And, and starting with that on its own started making me change the way I started thinking about my business, you know, starting to realize that I can actually build an international business, you know, um, and, 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 and it's when you start tapping into those things where you really start looking at the international world markets and you then start seeing that, you know what, beneficiation is actually more than just me sitting in the factory cutting and polishing a stone and sending it somewhere, but a lot more can be done um, to that stone, you know. Uh, by adding more value to it and taking it to the world, you know, as opposed to, I think for many years, as, as, especially as African companies, we've always sold our diamonds as single stones more than as finished products and so forth, you know. And and for me, what excites me about it is that over the years, one got to collaborate with, with many different companies. I've worked with the likes of Ben & Co. I've worked um, under a project called Tirisano Moho, with you know jewelry designers such as uh, Lilia Hasty, um, you know I've worked with with so many different designers and and really understanding the essence of beneficiation by making sure that we don't take out the raw materials, but we really add more and more value to it and give the world a true taste of Africa at the end mm. of the day, you know, and that for me has been exciting. You know, I mean I was in Botswana couple of weeks ago, I was in Namibia. I've met jewelers there. And, and look, I'm looking forward to really collaborating with some of these uh, individuals that I've met because I think it's, it's really, really a time where the world needs to get the better of Africa. Absolutely. I love how you can't talk about beneficiation or value addition without talking about collaboration. They coexist. Yeah. So I do wonder, you know, when you kind of really look at 
I mean, you've mentioned the benefits of it, but yeah. when you kind of really look at it in a sense of putting the ego aside, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because working together means we both benefit. Yeah. Not yeah. okay. We're working together. I yeah. benefit, and yeah. you you might benefit at some point. Yeah. So how do you kind of strike a balance and really try to define or mold what collaboration really means and the ultimate result from collaboration? Uh, look, I, I think more than anything, you know, um, Becky likes saying this, and, and I think I'll, 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 I'll say his words from Ben and Cole, you know, that uh, go somewhere as an individual, you'll go quicker, but not far. Mm. But if you really want to go find life, I know I'm paraphrasing it, you know. The remix. But, yeah, the <laughs> remix version, you know. But if you really, really want to go find life, you know, you, you have to take somebody with you, mm. you know. Because in that way, you can achieve much more together and be able to reach much more broadly at, at the end of the day, you know. And, 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 and for me, I, I think that's, that's, that's so key, you know. It's, uh, um, I remember I was looking at the, an interview with Kevin Hart and, and Jay-Z. Um, oh, man, blew my mind away, you know, where Jay-Z was talking about how Sometimes we hold on to ownership so much ne, that we end up owning 100% of nothing as opposed to owning 10% of something way bigger than you could have imagined, mm. you know. And, and, and for me, that's what collaboration is all about. You know, it's about coming together to really build what could you could sometimes not even achieve on your own, you know. Uh, one thing I've learned about working with people is that the mere fact that I get to work with you, you have you already give me access to a network Ooh. that I do not have. And the vice versa happens. And the more people you have that you do that with, the more networks you have. And and you know, like they say, at the end of the day, your your true net worth is equal to your network at the end of the day, you know. So 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 that's what collaboration is all about for me. And, and, and truth of the matter is, I believe that if only one person benefits, then trust me, it's not going to work out. You know, somebody's going to wake up one day and say, but why am I doing this? And then somebody right. else is making money and I'm not or something like that. Or, or, you know, at the end of the day, both parties, A and B and C and D and E and F, whoever that's involved at the end of the day will need to really see the benefit of it. And it's when they see the benefit that they will invest more of themselves in it. And that's when you will be able to reach even more, you know. So I think uh, it becomes very key. It becomes very critical. And sometimes uh, you find that somebody could be benefiting more than the other because you've, you've never really got to sit down and look at the strategies around it to mm. see how can both benefit, you know. Sometimes... I, I assume that because you're in the space, you know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. Right. But but the nice thing about collaborating is it's it, it, it's not just about money. Sometimes you collaborate, and what you get out of it is learning mm. um, how to do better in your own business or something like that, as opposed to always thinking of it from a monetary value point of view. Yes, all we all want money, but money is not everything at the end of the day. You know, yeah. it's it's. It's the feed, man. It's the feeling, <laughs> that good, good feeling. It's the feeling. I think man. anyone who's listened, and especially yeah. me, just listening to you, and we've been talking for quite some time, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. is you've really shown us your mindset and your heart, which makes sense why you have so many leadership positions. <laughs> you didn't get those yeah. by mistake, okay? Uh, <laughs> take us through, because you're a chairman of this, chairman of that, and we'll yeah. go back to, you know, that title of chairman. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, for me, it's, it's less about the position, but more about the ultimate goal of what we really want to achieve at the end of the day, you know. And, and yes, uh, at times, some of those things come with you being in certain positions, because by being in those positions, then you are able to, to have a more of an influential role at the end of the day, you know. So, so yes, I, I currently sit as the chairman of the South African Diamond Dealers Club, you know, which is a member of the World Federation of Diamond Bosses, which I also sit as an executive committee member of, you know. Um, I am a former president and co-founder of the South African Young Diamond Beneficiators Guild, 
which you know really came from our hearts we, we established SAYDBG really with an aim of really accelerating and trying to see more diamonds that are produced in Africa uh, manufactured in Africa mm. at the end of the day you know and and making the diamond industry to really look uh, not look but become an attractive prospect career for for those that are coming after us or something like that you know I've always said some of the dreams that we have uh, about the industry I, I know for a fact maybe <laughs> it's things that won't be achieved in my time but I, I would just like to make sure that I'm there to play that role to make sure that there's a stepping stone for the next generation you know um, I sit as the one of the ambassadors for the World Diamond Council uh, systems of warranties uh, you know and uh, yeah what else do i do like that's uh, <laughs> I, i'm part of the executive committee of the young diamond tears and 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 represent the africa part of it so i'm the african coordinator um of that you know which really is a group of young people from across the world with an idea of really saying we are the next generation what are we doing to make sure that the industry is doing good for the next generation at the end of the day and and yeah i think uh, i don't know if there's more but yeah there's etc there's etc <laughs> etc et you know look it's, it's it's really been great it's it's afforded me i think a lot of good opportunities to really have an influence and for me i think it, I, I, one of the key elements for me is the fact that uh, i've i i have most of the people that have become before me in the industry are people that come from generations of the business, right. you know, either second generation. I mean, I've got friends who are eighth generation in this business at the end of the day. And truth is, yes, they, they have their own challenges. I'm not going to take that away. But I think some of the challenges that I've had, having to start from scratch for a business, it's challenges that they, 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 which some won't really understand. And then be a fact that a lot of the guys in the industry are either based in Europe or based in India, where they still have some sort of access to finance or markets or things like that, you know. So, so I, I believe me being able to play that role in leadership, I'm able to bring out a voice that in most cases would not be deemed as a necessity or something like that, mm. you know. And and one thing I love is the fact that what I stand for or what I really fight for or really push that we achieve. So, so truth is, you know, for me, being in leadership is really, really trying to to find solutions to problems that I've had to face. You know, I know what it's like to get an opportunity to view a parcel and yet don't have the finance to finance it and you find yourself having to go to either try pre-sell um, the parcel or something like that you know which brings in also collaboration at some point um, i know what it's like to to need a machine that would help you to enhance your product in terms of your manufacturing or or how sometimes you go view a parcel and, and you say it's too expensive because you don't have a certain machine that will show you, you know, that small difference um, that you, you would achieve to get better results in order to be able to buy it at that price or something like that. So, so a lot of these challenges that, that I've had to face, it's, it's challenges that I've had to experience firsthand. And, 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 and for me, taking up whatever roles or opportunities in terms of leadership is to really try address those challenges that I've had to face really with the aim of making sure that maybe the next generation does not have to go through every little thing that maybe I can say I went through <laughs> something like that yeah. you know yeah yeah I mean, it's interesting that when you know when you talk about leadership and serving mm -hmm. the rain started raining okay. and then the rain stopped you know now that you're done you know it's because rain is often associated with prosperity and blooming and growth yeah. so <laughs> I see what you're doing there yeah <laughs> I see this I see. I see. Yeah. so it's interesting also that you know the title chairman is not something new to you and it really goes back to your faith yeah, and your yeah. very essence, yeah, which is yeah. interesting. Because we have a Bible here. <laughs> <laughs> and a beautiful <laughs> and a beautiful yeah. diamond piece. It is yeah. so stunning. Yeah. And it's a cross. Can you just maybe 
take us through yeah. how the title of chairman and your faith kind of became a self-fulfilling prophecy to who yeah. you are yeah. and the titles yeah. you have now. Look, you know, funny enough, so growing up, um, I, I'm a church boy, you know, grew up in the church, uh, spent so much time in the church, you know. I think there was a time I was there every day, man. <laughs> I had to call myself to order. God, please, you know. No, but I, I think more than anything, you know, at a very young age, um, I think I was 16 or 17 at the time, was given an opportunity to become a chairperson of uh, entertainment committee at the time, um, which then I got to serve under for a good couple of years, maybe a year or two, and be two or three uh, yeah, around yeah, and I remember I was in varsity at the time when I got given an opportunity to become the chairperson of the youth. And for some reason, that has always followed me. You know, I I became the chairperson, and and for many years. And I remember the funny thing is, I would always say the committee that I was serving with at the time. I think I was the youngest person in that committee. And most of these guys were professionals already in their careers, accountants and what and this and that. And I kept saying, guys, I mean, you guys know better than me. I mean, you know, I'm just, you know, and but but, you know, they would always say, no, you are Mr. Chair. You are Mr. Chair, you know, and and there's, um, you know, I don't know if to say a friend of mine. Yeah, but my deputy chair at this time, uh, her name, Kelezo Majola, used to to this day, she's never stopped calling me Mr. Chair. Since, Since back in those days, geez. you know, and you know, she she was one of the pastors in the church and she's still a pastor. Let's say she was. She's still a pastor, you know. And and that's also the one person that's always kept to it, you know. And many other people would, you know, kept just following through. But these two individuals never stopped calling me Mr. Chair to this day, you know. And 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 you know, Osmas have actually made me aware of it when I became the chairman of the dealers club and it was all over the media and she was excited and she called and said, I've also <laughs> I've always told you you are Mr. Chair, you know. And now can you see, you know, or, uh, God has just put it on you, you know, uh, or bestowed you with it. And I and I guess it's just that, you know, at the end of the day, you don't realize when certain things have been spoken over your life, you take them light or for granted. But actually, they speak into the future at the end of the day, you know, because this, I mean, like I'm saying, I mean, I think I was, yeah, 16, 17, no, no, not maybe 17, 18 at the time. So this is literally something people have been speaking over my life for the last 20 years or so, yeah. you know, and, and, and maybe today that's why it doesn't surprise me if it comes. It's a lot of people have spoken it. <laughs> <laughs> also, it may not surprise yeah. you so much yeah. because yeah. you've always had this entrepreneurial business yeah. streak about you. Yeah. And for those who follow, you know that you say out of spending a lot, which translates <laughs> means let's work. Yeah. Um, why do you use that? It's like your mantra, your life philosophy. Sure. It's, uh, for me, it's just the drive, man. You know, it's, it's that one thing that just gives me the oomph. Um, to really do it and 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 you know I think the reason I say Harris spanning is because maybe me realizing that it's not something you do alone Ooh. you know you you need more people to do it with you and and my view or my my sort of mantra with it is that if we all played our role and worked really hard or really smart in whatever we do at the end of the day we can make the world a better place and have better lives at the end of the day and we would in turn make so many people's lives better you know because you know what at the end of the day it's all about people there's a mm -hmm. sermon i don't forget in my life I was probably in high school uh the late pastor maniti chava she spoke about king's kid that sermon Trust me, you know, I, it's, uh, she, you know, in that sermon, one of the things that I don't forget about it is where she speaks about how each and every single individual that you get to see waking up to go do something in life, they're actually waking up to go do something to serve the next person, you know, and, 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 and in that sermon, he turns it around and said, that next person is you. So everybody that you see on this world, be it they recording be it they making music be it they making clothes or building a car whatever everybody who's out there to go do something they're doing it so that 
they can serve you as an individual to a certain extent. And, and that's the seven king's kid. So, you know, to say you're a king's kid. There's people every day that are out there to go do something just to meet a certain need or, or, make, or make, fulfill a certain feeling for you in life. And, and for me, I think that's been mind-changing, you know, or life-changing per se. Um, and I think that's, that's what it's all about, you know. So, 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 so the hardest spanning is that let's all do that so that we can be able to fulfill that one person. And by doing so, it's multiple more people. And, and, and in that way, I think we'll definitely have a better world. Absolutely. I love how you keep referring to a better world, a better yeah. Africa. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you know, <laughs> I laugh because there is just something that draws people towards you. You know, I know that for sure. Even now I'm saying, you know, like, you know. You I, do. I don't know. <laughs> You've been saying, you know, and now I'm saying... It draws people to you, yeah. and you draw people who look like you. Really? <laughs> and others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, we're drawn to your value system and your ethics and who you are. And so when you kind of look at representation, especially within this diamond industry that's been dominated by a certain group of people, um, what kind of responsibility does that kind of bestow on you and other people who look like you saying, hey, let's put a demand on your leadership and your position? If you can, you must do. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a deep one. <laughs> look, I, I think more than it, look, it's 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 true. Um, you know, I think over the years I've seen how, you know, like I was saying to you now, I don't know how many of the calls I'm gonna be able to return today. You know, and from yesterday and the day before, because you you know, the minute you start looking like you're doing something, um, I think naturally you start attracting more people, you know, and, and truth is you'll, you'll attract a lot of good people and there's no bad people. They're not so good people. <laughs> you know, uh, but one thing I've, I've, I've learned recently and oh, this for me has been mind-blowing and, and really life-changing is that even, you know, when, when you start attracting people, you need to really surround yourself with people that don't need, necessarily need, but people that deserve, Ooh. you know? Uh, and, and sure, that, that for me blew my mind away because I think, and especially then I'm talking as a black African child, most of the time you'll find that the minute you get an opportunity to have a business and you start hiring people, for example, you, you know, you go look in your communities where you grew up and, and in most cases you hire people that need it, but not people that deserve Sorry. it. Yeah. And, and, and the challenge with that is that once you're surrounded by too many people that need more than people that deserve, they drain you as an individual, you know, and that's, I think it's very important to make sure that you surround yourself with people that deserve it and, and hopefully who are smarter than you, because then they, they able to help you to get even further in life, you know. Uh, but uh, with all of that said at the end of the day, um, I think it's very key. Somebody actually said to me today, this earlier today, um, that, you know, as, as God elevates you or as you get higher in life, make sure that with every floor that you get in, send the, the, the lift down and, and make sure that it brings the right people up. You know, some will fall off on different floors and may not necessarily get to the floor you're at. And some will even go beyond the floor that you're at, you know. And I think that's the key element for me. I've always um, lived by a motto mantra, I don't know what you call it. But yeah, you know, to say that the more people that you have had an opportunity to have a hand in in helping them in any way in terms of their careers by either opening that door, just holding that door for them to be able to go through or, or, or create any opportunity possible, you know, introduce them to that contact or to that supply or whatever, you know, are the same people that will be able to carry you when things get bad for you, you know, because in business, it's up and down. One minute it's up there, the next minute it's down there, you know. 
but for, for many people that have really done well in making sure that they build a community, you'll never see their down days mm. because they've built enough community to make sure that it carries them even at their lowest, you know. So which for me becomes a fundamental issue to say as doors open and as opportunities come, come along, make sure that you don't go there alone, you know. I know we... We're living in a generation of many, and then I think, you know, it's, it's, to a certain extent, it's acceptable where there's a lot of first. You're the first this, first that, first this. But it has to end at some, some point. point yeah. you, we can't always be the first of everything at the end of the day, you know. We, uh, we, now we need to have generations of it uh, at the end of the day, and, and I think that becomes the most key and critical thing. You can, you can still be the only black person in the room in 2022, 2023, 2024, 20, that needs to change, you know? And I think that that's the key, key element. And, and, and that's not gonna change unless we become intentional about it, you know? So, which makes it critical to be intentional in making sure that as you get opportunities to, to grow or to, 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 to bring on other people, you do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, preach, preacher. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah. And I think something I appreciate, not I think I know, something I appreciate about this entire conversation is yeah. that though the title, you're proving to us that when we talk about leadership, we're not talking about talking about titles or yeah. positions. Yeah. We're talking about impact. Yeah. We're talking about intention. Yeah. We're talking about the next generation. Remember yeah. when you gave a speech <laughs> at the Ben and Cordon, she said, you know, oh, think yeah. the next generation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. And so, yeah. so now when you kind of think about Mutafilitiki Diamonds, yeah. what was the, and what is the ultimate goal? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think the ultimate goal is really, really to, to be able to build a business that will have international impact, you know, a business that will play a very pivotal role in supplying of diamonds internationally, uh, but at the same time making a huge difference um, in, in, in one, in South Africa, two, in Africa at large, you know, by making sure that we see more diamonds being beneficiated locally. And, 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 you know, for a long time, it's always been said that, no, you know, if you want the skill, you must go there or there. But personally, I always believe that, yes, I, I understand the dynamics, and, uh, but I, we can still do it here. You know, I think if we work very well together with all different stakeholders, be it the government, be it the private sector, we can then ultimately be able to find that solution. So. Um, you know, it's amazing how, for example, in, in South Africa, we've never had a, a South African site holder, you know, uh, or a black majority owned site holder company or something like that, you know. And for me, that's still the ultimate goal, you know, to, to become a site holder. I know I've spoken to a lot of people that have said to me, nah, you know, being a site holder, you know, but that's their experience. And, and I think sometimes the, 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 the the, the, one of the difficult things about life is listening to other people. Just because they say it can be done and you start believing that, I still believe that we can have local site holders, you know? Um, and by local, I mean South African bond companies that become site holders. A lot of the site holder companies that we currently have in South Africa, in Botswana, in Namibia, uh, are international companies whom in in these countries they just have a branch and and the sad thing about that is the fact that whenever things go but peer shape or business gets tough or something like that in most instances companies won't go close their head office in their uh, indigenous country they'll go close the branches you know and and in turn the people in the producing countries end up being the ones that are suffering at the end of the day because those companies close and they don't have jobs and so forth, you know. So, so that's why for me, it's, it's, it's very, very much deep down in my heart to really see a South African company become a side holder, a Botswana company become a side holder, a Namibian company become a side holder. I had an opportunity a few weeks ago to go speak at the launch of the enterprise development in Namibia, you know, and, and I was so excited to see young people that are starting companies there. And I think, you know, working together and collaborating with them 
will eventually see a, a side holder from Namibia. And I think, you know, we've been in talks in Botswana with different stakeholders, and I think eventually we'll see it happen. And, and I think, you know, South Africa will probably lead um, in that space, you know. And, and I, I, I pray, I hope, and I work very hard that hopefully maybe I'll be the first one. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And so when you think about your father now, mm. um, what do you, th if he was still alive now, what do you think he'd say to you? He's and here, he's here, man. He's, he's still alive, yeah. He's serious? Yeah. But why do you talk about him like he's gone? Do I? No, you put it in a way that, oh, my no, father was. No, was as in in the space. Uh, ah. But, you know, but What no, does he I, say now? Tell me. Oh, look, we have nice ah, conversations. Look at your face. <laughs> you know, you're blushing. <laughs> look, no, we do have nice conversations about it once in a while. Yeah. You know, whenever we get an opportunity to talk about it. But, uh. Uh, I guess we, we are, I'm sure he's very proud. <laughs> you know? Anyone who knows you knows how yeah. you talk things down like it's nothing. Yeah. Now tell me this. Yeah. What does your son yeah. say about you? Oh, wow, man. So, wow. Funny you should say this. So there's this video. I'll actually share it with you that he posted. So, so I had posted a video on my story where just part of my speech uh, in Namibia at the at the ADP launch. And I think my son saw it. And in turn, he recorded a video. Um, and in this video, he says, this diamond is my, he says, and this diamond is my dad. And I love him so much. Oh, man. Just the way he says it, man. You know, I think for me, that's something to keep for life. You know, I think it, it, it will become that pick-me-up even when times get hard, you know, as, as we genuine on in life, we know sometimes the challenges can, can really get hard. And, and sometimes you need those little pick-me-up moments. And, and for me, that video is that. So, so, so yeah, I, you know, for, so for my son is that. But I think what, what I'm finding very funny as well now with my kids, and, and, and I guess maybe talks to just how invested maybe um, I am in the business. My kids, um, time and again, come home with bottles and stones and stuff. And Daddy, look, I found this diamond, you know, <laughs> at school or I found, you know. And actually, if I'm sure if I were to look up somewhere in my office, I because I keep some of them, you know. Um, I remember my, I think it was my daughter, she once found this nice biggish stone, you know. And, and I've kept it. I, I, and, and, and my keeping it is me saying, one day I'm going to find a diamond exactly that size, sure. that shape, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and all of that. So it, it's just me speaking to it. Maybe while it's in the dead, we'll turn, turn into it a diamond. <laughs> Who knows? <I> love <laughs> you Absolutely know? So, love that. So, so, so those for me, those moments, I really, you know, uh, say a lot, you know, how my kids today will come with a stone and, and say, Daddy, look, I found a diamond. And then I'll take it and say, oh, beautiful, you know, just because it's something shiny. You know how with concrete, it will have a bit of shine there. And to them, it's a diamond, you know. And, and for me, it's more of a prophecy to say, you know, these are type of stones that you will find and bigger and stuff, you know. Love it. Yeah. Leafy? Yeah. Are you proud of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> for what? <laughs> for what? What have you done? <laughs> No, look, I, I mean, you know what, I, I think, um, yes, I am, you know, I think I, I am proud of um, the journey I've walked, um, and, and I think, uh, and sometimes maybe it's difficult, you know, just naturally saying it, because it's a journey, you know, you don't really get to see, because for me, all I think I've done, or all I'm doing is, waking up and going to work you know um and and that's what that's all there is to it so sometimes it's difficult to say are you proud because <laughs> i'm just going to work you know, you know uh, <laughs> we just and, and that's it you know so but i think looking back and looking at some of the milestones um that that i've really achieved over the years um yeah i'm, I'm really proud i mean two weeks ago there's too many two weeks ago, isn't it? You think? Yeah, I think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, two weeks or so, a friend of mine came to see me here, you know, and personal friend. And, you know, he he was in the office and he kept saying, you know, like he was just excited and blah, blah, blah. But a few days later, he gave me a call and he said, you know what, I'm really proud of you. You've really done well. 
and 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 for me for somebody like that to say that to me i mean this is a boy in a corporate world he's up there and you know and he says look you know what i can remember many years ago when you were starting out and to see where you are of what you've achieved today i'm really proud of you but one thing and i think this really hit home for me was when he said that i'm proud of you because i know you work very hard you know and and for me that's one thing i live by I, you know i think denzel once said it that hard work works and and i really believe in that i believe if you really work hard and put all your yourself into it you can really achieve some of the most amazing things in life you know um, you were talking about my faith earlier you know there's a scripture one script one of the many scriptures that i love so many scriptures but <laughs> one of the many uh, you know the one that says no mind has seen um, you know uh, or no mind yeah no mind has seen no what's the scripture why am i forgetting <laughs> Ephesians 320 man um, i hasn't seen i hear hasn't heard ear hasn't heard mm. you know what god has in store you. you know because yeah. those things are so are far more exceedingly above what you can think mm. or even pray for you know so so sometimes you know it's it's those things that really drive me at the end of the day you know and that's it yeah if i ask you another question we're going to be here for another two hours so, <laughs> oh, it's enough is it time up? <laughs> it's time up finally yeah. you say finally yeah, but there's no. so many stories yeah, to yeah, tell yeah, yeah. and but, yeah. i think for my experience and having had experienced you for quite some time i think you it's if anything you're true to who you are and that's something that's very rare as rare as a diamond oh, as rare as a diamond i like <laughs> See what, what I you did, did there <laughs> No, no, but yeah, really nice. No, no, but thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, you know, sometimes it's, it, it, it's really great to share the stories because they, they become that reminder because we forget, you know, people we forget. But I think, you know, it's, it's in sharing the stories that we get to remember and, and it reignites something in one to get to know really where you want to go at the end of the day. So thank you. Appreciate it. The world, Africa and I, <laughs> thank you. And thank you to yeah. everyone watching and listening. Yeah. This yeah. conversation with Afani. See you next time. Connect with me on all social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram at Afani Medisa.